Thank you for joining us once again for Kingdom Rock Radio. Now here's a sample of today's broadcast. This man came to the Lord, fell down at the Lord's feet, and worshipped him. That's intimacy. That's relationship. That's where wholeness begins. Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to KingdomRock.org. That's KingdomRock.org. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the rich word of God. Praise the Lord, everybody. Oh, come on, let's do better than that. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Shout hallelujah for me one time. Oh, praise the Lord. Let's give this wonderful choir another hand, would you? They did a wonderful job. Such a wonderful job. We thank the Lord Jesus for all of you tonight. Just want to welcome all of you here. I first want to give the honor to the Lord Jesus Christ, who's indeed the head of my life. I want to honor as well my lovely wife who's with me tonight, and my son and daughter. Stand up. Let them see who you are. I tell you, these are, these are my backbone here, my wife and my son my daughter. I thank God for them. A portion of our church, Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center, is here. We thank you for being here with us as well. I want to thank the Lord for the Ministerial Association for giving me the opportunity, all these mighty men and women of God. Let's give the Lord a hand of praise for them. I just thank you guys. I'm telling you. I want to thank the Lord for uh, Pastor Parker as well, giving me the opportunity uh, to stand here in his pulpit and bring forth the word of the Lord. And uh, let's give Pastor Parker a hand and his lovely wife. Let's give them a hand, would you? Thank God for you. Hallelujah. And all of you tonight that have come out to hear a word from the Lord. Look at your neighbors and friends tonight. These are they that have come out to hear a word from the Lord. And I have good news for you. I have good news for you. There's only good news in this book. Are you with me? For those of you that do not know me, my name is Mark Stroud. I'm the pastor of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center here in Bremen uh, for about 11 years now. Been a lot of places, done a lot of things, but I've never been here. And I thank God that all of you have opened your arms and you have welcomed us. Uh, and uh, I do, do indeed uh, intend to dive into the rich word of God tonight. So are you ready to dive into the word I want to get all in the Word. I like to get in the Word. Sometimes I'm telling you the Word of God is so good to me, I feel like I want to put some hot sauce on it and just eat it up real good. Just eat that Bible up real good. Take some A1 sauce and just put it on there. Mm-mm, good. That Word is so good. But you know, it's so good. It's so tender. You don't really need, need any sauce for it. It's good like it is. Amen? Let's go. Uh, turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Luke. We're going to, if you have your Bibles uh, tonight, we're going to go there. I promise you, I will not be very long before you. You'll get home before midnight. <laughs> Is that okay? Can we get home before midnight? I just feel at home here, and so I thank the Lord for all of you tonight, all of my friends that have gathered in this house. Let's pray first. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for this hour, for this moment that you have ordained to take place. Lord, I do pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. 
that tonight you would speak to them a rich word. You know the problems that they're facing. You know the ills. You know the concerns. And we also know that you are all-powerful. You can do anything as we put our trust in you. Tonight we've gathered together in the name of Jesus. You said in your word where two or three were to gather together in your name that you would be in the midst of them. So, Father, we thank you that Jesus is here right now. So, Holy Spirit, we welcome you in this house. We welcome you. Reign and super rule in this place. We ask that you would just lead us in the word of God and that, that after all is said and done, we'll be rich, we'll feel richer and, and encouraged and built up and well satisfied in your word. We bless you tonight in Jesus' mighty name. Lady of hearts, amen. Amen. Well, you got, do you have a Luke 17? Praise the Lord. If you got it, say amen. If you don't have it yet, say hold up. All right, we'll wait a second. All right, Luke 17. I want to uh, speak tonight about, very briefly, about Thanksgiving. And we want to subtitle tonight, if you, if you would allow me to subtitle it, where are the nine? Where are the nine? Are you with me? Ask your neighbor, where are the nine? Where are the nine? You didn't do it. Ask your neighbor, where are the nine? All right, that's what we're asking, and that's the question on the Lord's heart tonight. Let's look at this. Luke 17 and I'm going to read, I'm going to try to read verses 11 through 19. I say try because sometimes I just stop and it gets so good we may not even finish it. But let's try to press on through. Luke 17, verse number 11. Now, who's with me tonight? Raise your hand if you're with me tonight. You're with me. All right, praise the Lord. Verse 11 says, And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem, talking about Jesus, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him how many men? Ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Ah, we have to put the, park, the car in park just for a second here. Now, I want you to catch the scene of what's going on here. Jesus is traveling through uh, between, between two cities, Galilee over here and Samaria over there. And he's a very busy man. He knows he only has a very short time. And so he's traveling through this village. There's a reason why he's coming this way between Samaria and Galilee. Galilee is a place where the Jews are. That's his own. He came to his own and his own received him not. Well, the Samaritans are over there. That, that's another group of people there. They were somewhat called uh, like half-breeds. They were Jewish, but they had some other uh, races mixed in with them. And, and the Jews really had no dealing with the Samaritans. They were outcasts. They were rejected. They were scandalized. They were criticized. Anybody ever felt like that before? Put down. No matter where you go, oh, you're one of those. Mm. Okay, we don't want to talk to you because you are a Samaritan. 
And so here's Jesus walking between the two places. Oh, this is so exciting. I may just have to jump. And so if I jump and shout, just don't run out. We're okay. <laughs> We're okay. And so here's the Lord. He's traveling between these two places. Here's Jesus. Jesus is the hero of the story. I love talking about Jesus. He's the hero. Hallelujah. Better than Superman, Batman, and all these others put together. Jesus, the real hero. And so here he is. He's walking through. And there were ten men, lepers. 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 Ostracized or put aside, put aside out of the camp. They're away from their homes, their families, because this is leprosy, a very contagious disease. Leprosy. Ears fall off. Nose fall off. You die a slow and painful death. Very bad. And so uh, it was the priest that would go before them, and they would, the priest, if the priest saw that you had leprosy, you know, some sort of mark on you, they would say, okay, buddy, you've, I'm sorry, you've got to leave your family. You've got to leave your business. You've got to leave everything and go because now you are a danger to them. So you have to go. And so whether the man wanted to go or not, he knew he had to go and be separated from his family. Now, we don't know how many people were in this leprous colony. Sometimes there may have been 50 or hundreds or maybe even thousands. But we know that 10, the, 10 of these men that were separated from their families, that were separated from their daughters, their wives, their grandchildren possibly, these 10 men saw Jesus from afar. And they had obviously heard of the Lord, how Jesus was the miracle worker, how Jesus could walk on water, how Jesus healed the woman with the issue of blood, wasn't even thinking about her. She came and touched the hem of his garment and was made whole. Surely they had heard about Jesus, how he went down to the pool of Bethesda and saw a man there that was crippled for years and asked him, do you want to be made whole? And the man got up. Surely they had heard about this man called Jesus. His fame went everywhere. And so they knew Jesus was coming by. Somehow the word got into the colony. Somehow it got there. And these ten men heard it. And they made a decision. Maybe Jesus can help us. Maybe Jesus can get me back to my family. Maybe Jesus can get me back. I haven't seen my little girl. I haven't held her in such a long time. Maybe Jesus can get me back to my life. It's possible that Jesus can do that for me. So these ten men left the colony in search of, and there he is. You see him? Yeah. Jesus! Master! Have mercy on us. Now, it's very curious here that they say, have mercy on us and not heal us. Take away the leprosy from me. Why would they say, have mercy on us? Well, I can give you one very good reason because it was fault, especially here in the Bible times, that if you had leprosy, it was the judgment of God. God had judged you because you'd done something wrong. Well, we can see how they would get that thought because Miriam, Moses' sister, she came against Moses and God struck her with leprosy for a time. We can see that with, uh, uh, with Elisha's servant, uh, Gehazi, as he went out to uh, get payment uh, from uh, Naaman. 
the Lord had just cleansed him from leprosy. And, and Elisha told uh, his servant Gehazi, look, buddy, you should not have gotten that money. You should not have gotten that stuff from him. His leprosy is now yours. Judgment of God. In several other cases, judgment of God, leprosy. So when people saw leprosy on someone, they would say, hmm, God is judging you, isn't he? Surely that, that wasn't the case all the time, but most of the time they thought that the judgment, that the wrath of God, that God was condemning them. Nothing is going right for me, so God must be condemning me. I'm out from my family. I haven't held my wife or my daughters or my sons. And while I haven't seen my home, I haven't felt the remote control in my hand for a while. Oh, it's so good seeing my plasma. And so I'm out here with my buddies, my 10 buddies, trying to make it do. And sometimes I can, the lepers, families, they would come afar off and they would leave some groceries for them here. Here it is, honey. Okay, you can come on out now and get it. Love you. Love you. They had to love at a distance. And so now here's Jesus. Let's catch a whole back up. Here's Jesus. He comes through and they say, Jesus, have mercy on us. Why mercy? Because obviously we have done something wrong and this has come on us because God is judging us. So have mercy on me. I've done something wrong in my past and what I've done wrong in my past has separated me from my family. What I have done wrong in my past has separated me. Now I'm out of the home because I've made a mistake and God is judging me. Is that so foreign a concept now? I did something wrong in my past. I got drunk one night or I had drugs one night and, and this and that. You name what it is. And there are a lot of husbands that are separated from their families. There are a lot of children that are separated from their parents because of one thing that could have happened at one moment in time. But here's the good news. Jesus is the restorer of relationships. He's the hero of the story, I'm telling you. Hallelujah. And tonight, God can do the impossible. If you're here this night, you have something to be thankful for because God's giving us a word that he wants to restore your family. He wants to restore battered and bruised relationships. He wants to make you whole. Oh, this is good news. Amen? Are y'all still with me tonight? So they lifted up their voices and said, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, oh, when God turns his attention to you, oh, happy day, happy day, happy day. When Jesus saw them, he said to them, be healed. No. He said to them, there's a CVS down there. No. He said to them, go show yourselves to the priests. What? What did he say? He said, go show yourself to the priest. The priest. Well, aren't we supposed to do that if, you know, we get well and then we go and 
They tell us whether we can come back into society or not because, you know, the priests were the ones who said, you got it, go. And then Jesus telling us, what now? Albert, your ear is still falling off. <laughs> what did Jesus say again? He said, go show yourself to the priest, priest, priest. What are we going to do, fellas? I don't know about y'all. I'm going. Somebody made a decision and they all went. As they, and the Bible says, let's read it. The Bible says, the Lord said, show, go show yourself to the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were what? Cleansed. Oh, can you imagine that moment? They're walking and then all of a sudden... It was your face, man. Look, your hands. Woo! They had a, I can imagine them. They were jumping, they were shouting because that meant I can go back home. I can be with my family. I can get my life back. Hallelujah! Woo! They were happy. At a moment, at an instant, the thing that was holding them down had now been taken away. The thing that was holding them back had now been taken away. God has solved the problem in a moment of time. Isn't that wonderful? Jesus, the hero of the story, hallelujah, with the word, he sent his word and healed them and gave them deliverance. Well... I'm sure they're all excited, they're all jumping, they may be high-fiving one another, fist-pumping and all, whatever, you know, whatever they're doing. And so they do that, and the Bible says they, 14, it says, and it came to pass that they went, they were cleansed, but it says, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. Isn't that wonderful? And fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Ooh, the ones that rejected all the time, the ones, ooh, get away, you Samaritan. He was the one that came back and fell at Jesus' feet. Now, we're not sure. Remember, they cried out to Jesus from far away. Jesus! Because, you know, it was the law. You can get close. Please don't get close. If you got it, please don't get close. So they had a certain distance. So as they went, more distance. So this man had to track Jesus down to give him praise. He had to track him down to give him glory. He had to track him down to thank him. Now, to thank really means to acknowledge to show your gratitude. Oh, to, to be grateful for what the Lord Jesus has done for you. He turned back. The Bible says he turned back and he went to the Lord Jesus. Now, let's begin to close this out here. We can get happy in just a minute. Verse 15 says, And one of them, when he had, had saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God, and fell down on his face at, at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, 
Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Where are the nine? Are there not found that that return to give God glory? Save this stranger. Are you the only one? And the Lord said to him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Whole. Oh, to be made whole. What this one Samaritan experienced, the rest of them should have been experiencing. To be made whole. I'm not sure we really get the depths of that. Whole is to be complete. Full, lacking nothing, missing nothing. Nothing is broken. Everything is well. Jesus made him whole. All of them were healed, but only this man was made whole. Now, as we close, let's talk about the nine. Because there are a lot of those that are still in our churches today, not looking at anybody. You know the nine, the nine that can speak to Jesus and Jesus can talk back to them. We call that prayer, in case you haven't got that. We call that prayer and they can actually get an answer. But they never say, thank you. You know the nine, the ones that want what's in Jesus' hand, but not what's in his heart, the nine. The one who doesn't mind getting in Jesus' face, or but they won't give back to him. The nine. The ones who are happy to say, Jesus did this for me, but what have you done for Jesus? The nine. The nine, happy to get the miracle, but not so happy to return the blessing. Lord, I need a job. But where's the tithe? Oh, I know I'm messing up now. Where's the offering? Where's the support in the church? But pastor, I'm sorry, I can't come because, you know, I've got to work. But every Sunday you were at the altar asking God, and now God gave it to you, and you didn't return to tell him, thank you. Don't you understand that Jesus wanted to make them all whole, not just to heal them, not just to restore them, not just to bless their income, not just to bless their marriages. He wanted to make them whole, complete, missing nothing, lacking nothing. And these went off without the full blessing. Jesus said, where are the nine? I want to heal your marriage. I want to heal your relationship. You went with just half or part. I want to completely restore you. Not just get you back up on your feet and get you going so you don't even know my name anymore. I want to have a relationship with you. This man came to the Lord, fell down at the Lord's feet, and worshipped him. That's intimacy. That's relationship. That's where wholeness begins. Are you content to be the nine? Are we content just to worship him 
or talk to him at a distance? Or are we fired up to go before the Lord and seek his face and fall down at his feet and know him and feel his breath on our cheek? Hallelujah. Feel his hand. Feel his feet. I want to feel Jesus. I want to feel him. I want to know him. Not just know about him. The world knows about him. They say, yeah, I know about Jesus. He's that little baby in the manger around Christmas time. Yeah, I know about Jesus. Well, yeah, he was the one that died on that, what was it, piece of wood? Yeah, yeah, they killed a good man. Mm -mm -mm. How many of you want to know the risen Lord? He's here today to restore fellowship. And he wants true intimacy with you. And that intimacy starts with thanksgiving. As we read just a moment ago, we're going to enter his gates with what in our hearts? Thanksgiving. You want to get to God? Start thanking him. Hallelujah. Begin by thanking him. Oh, thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. When we thank the Lord, we open the door. We open the door. When you begin to thank him, you open the door for true intimacy. But the Lord also reminds us, he says, in the last days, a lot of stuff's going to happen. Perilous times. People are going to be lovers of themselves and a whole lot of crooked people are going to be coming up. And in that list, he also says people will be unthankful. Unthankful. As we close in the last few moments here, look back at the leopard colony again, leper's colony. There were three groups. One group heard, decided to stay back. Uh, Jesus, yeah, uh, y'all go. One group heard, decided not to go to church. Decided to stay home that night and watch football game. Second group heard about Jesus and came. They came, they got healed. See you, Jesus. Last group. Heard, came, and worshipped. And worshipped. And worshipped. Which group are you a part of? Because the worshipers, the true worshipers, will experience God. The true worshipers will experience Jesus. The sons and daughters of God will stand and will come forth with limitless power. Many of you are going to lay hands on the sick and see the sick recover. Many of you are going to preach a word to those that are on your job right there in your break room. God's going to use you to speak a word of healing and of deliverance. God's going to use you in mighty ways to bring hope, to bring peace, to bring restoration. It's up to us now to go after the nine and tell them Jesus is looking for you. He said, where are they? Where are the nine? 
I've blessed them, but why haven't they come back? Where are the nine? Where are the nine? So tonight, as we close, we're at my fifth closing. We're gonna, I want us all to stand, if you don't mind. The scripture says that that, that that one Samaritan turned back. To turn back means to repent. Change direction. When he turned back, he repented. That is, he was on course now to thank the Lord. And I have a feeling in my heart that many of us haven't been really thankful. Well, preacher, you know what you're talking about. I'm, I'm losing this and I've lost that. But if you can hear me now, you've got a reason to be thankful. Because there are so many people that would love to be in your shoes. That would love to have your problems. The Lord does not say, for all things give thanks. He says, in all things. There's something in this that we can praise God for. So let's pray for a moment. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I bring my friends to you, your people. And Father, I ask that as we open up our hearts in just a moment, open up our lives to give you the true intimacy that you desire, that true connection that you desire. Lord, I pray that you will hear us. Lord, thank you for this this opportunity to repent. For Lord, we have longed for a relationship with you. We've longed to be with you. We've longed for your touch. We've longed for your embrace. We've longed to be made whole. We've known that something was missing on the inside. We just didn't know what it was. And now we know it's a relationship with you. So at this time, I want everyone just to, yeah, Lord, while everybody is standing, if you don't know the Lord Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life, don't want to embarrass you. Just want you to slip in. Everybody's head is bowed. All eyes are closed. If you don't know the Lord Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life, just slip up your hand right now, right where you are. Don't want to embarrass you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I want everybody to pray this prayer with me. And just say, Father, I repent. I haven't acknowledged you for your work in my life as I should have. I ask you now to forgive me by the blood of Jesus and grant me this opportunity that I may praise you once again, that I may thank you once again. I receive Jesus as my master my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Live in me. Make me yours. And I'll serve you all the days of my life as you show me how. And now, Lord, let the springs of joy overflow in my life with gratitude and thanksgiving we bless you tonight in Jesus name now come on let's be thankful and bless the Lord hallelujah come on hallelujah hallelujah
Jesus, come on. We bless you, Jesus, come on. We bless you, Jesus. We bless you, Jesus. We bless you, Jesus. We bless you, Jesus. And for those of you that needed that miracle, I believe that as you gave God that praise, that you received that miracle. Because God inhabits the praises of his people. Come on, let's praise him one more time as I go to my seat. Come on, let's praise him. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You're good. You're good. You're so good. You're so good. Hallelujah! Oh, God bless you, everyone, in Jesus' mighty name. God bless you. Thank y'all for having me. I enjoyed myself. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, those of you that are here tonight and those of you that are listening by way of CD, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, we're going to say this short prayer together. And I pray that if you pray this prayer sincerely, the Lord will hear you and he will answer you. So if everybody here, would you, would you stand with us at this time? And we're going to invite our Savior in our hearts because he loves us. And he is not here to condemn us. He's not here to embarrass us. He loves you. He loves you. And he does not want distance to be between you. So, would you repeat with me? Would you pray with me? And just say, Father, I come to you admitting that I have done wrong. I have sinned. And I have fallen short of your glory. But I've heard that you're a loving God and that you will forgive me. So now I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. And I confess Jesus as my master, my Lord, and as my Savior. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Live in me. I accept you. And I thank you for accepting me. Now fill me with your precious spirit. I thank you, Father, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org.